Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi folks, it's Rick Wilson. And welcome to The Daily Beast's The New Abnormal. Hi, I'm Molly Jongfast, a left-wing pundit and editor-at-large at The Daily Beast. I'm also an editor at The Daily Beast, a former Republican political strategist, best-selling author, and full-time troublemaker. We're here to have fun, sharp conversations with some of the smartest people in media, politics, business, and science that help make what's happening in the country and the world clearer. I'll try to keep Rick to the minimum number of F-bombs and try to keep our kids, pets, and other wildlife sounds from invading our respective bunkers. Hi, Rick Wilson. Good afternoon, Molly Jungfast. How are you? <laughs> Whatever. Whatever fucking time, day, week, and eternity we're living in in this twisted fuckadoodle timeline of, <laughs> of enormous right wing. What day is it? Quick. Well, while we're recording this, <laughs> it's the 17th of the month of fuckery. That's right. Um, <laughs> I know it well. Yeah, I know it, I live it, and I love it. That's um, right. Yeah, but um, I, I will say this. Today is the day where the Electoral College gathered in their several states, as they say, and cast their votes, confirming the decision of their citizenry in these various states. And of course, as you know, Donald Trump has been named to a second term as president. A wait glorious a second. second term, the, the, the second of many. Second. Oh, wait. I'm sorry. Wait a second. Wait a skiff. (laughs) In fact, it went the other way. In fact, today, America, Joseph Robinette Biden and Kamala Harris were named as president and vice president of the United States of America by the venerable and venerated Electoral College. Donald Trump, despite having promised for what seems now like, I don't know, an epic, did not somehow win the Electoral College, even though his highly competent team, his strike force, if you will. What about the dumps? Wasn't it the dumps? Uh, there, the, apparently there were no massive there dumps. were no massive dumps today to save him. And, and as much as Donald likes a massive dump and resembles one, um, he could not close the deal with the Electoral College. I thought he was the master of deal making. And the Electoral College said, why no thank you, Donald? You may return to your previous role as seller of gimcrack merchandise on infomercials and reality TV hustler. Shitty wine. <laughs> Shitty but, wine. Do we think he thought he could settle the Electoral College? Like how he thought he could settle with Mueller? I think he thought he could bully the Electoral College. I will sue the Electoral College for not treating me fairly. They're very, very cruel to me and not fair at all. My favorite event today was Stephen Miller this morning on the president's <laughs> favorite morning show. We call Stephen Miller Santa Monica Goebbels. And I would like to say one thing before we talk about this. He's not doing the hair in the can anymore. He's not even bothering. He's checked out. I saw it this morning. He looked like a shaved ferret. <laughs> Do we not think this is a post-Giuliani dripping on live TV thing? Yeah, I, that's what I was – well, I don't know. He did hair in a can on Meet the Press once, and it was so striking that I think he never got over that. You know, you can't go from no hair to a full shellacked head of spray paint without some people <laughs> noticing. But uh, Stephen Miller, senior advisor, tells Fox that an alternate slate of electors 
Oh, an alternate slate of electors. Like alternative facts, but uh, with alternative. Yes, exactly. I will cast their ballots to elect Donald Trump. Well, as our friend George Conway said today, it's only a matter of time before they name Mar-a-Lago as the actual alternate White House. And don't you see that happening now? Of course. Good Lord. Like it's going to be like tour the real White House or tour the real White House. Sunday, 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 here's the real White House in Mar-a-Lago. You'll see Melania wearing nothing but a... <laughs> Donald Trump in a monster golf cart. He'll be leaping over Stephen Miller. <laughs> I wonder how much it costs to get him to sign your boobs. Free. <laughs> free, free if you stop at the churro bar on the way in. <laughs> That's right. There's going to be an omelet station for sure. <laughs> for sure. Omelet station, and you'll get to, um, you know, you'll get to say mean things, bar, to, you. Mean, mean things to Eric. Who doesn't? I say mean things to Eric all the time. Oh, I don't. He blocked me. <laughs> so what do we think today? It's election day part one million and five Groundhog's Day. It's election day part one. He's, he, Trump has now lost. Trump has now lost the election. The final part. It's the final. <laughs> and it's day one of vaccines in America. Day one for vaccines. Thank you, Pfizer. Thank you, Moderna. Thank you, everybody who's got their shit together, who's busting their asses to make this happen. A mere month. uh, No, a mere week after the UK got it, but it's better late than never, right? I'll take it no matter. Listen, I I don't care if it's if it's a couple days behind the UK. I just care that we get it shot directly into our veins because I don't know about you, but I'm fucking sick of this virus. (laughs) (laughs) i'm still curious to know does trump get dragged out of the white house or does he go to mar-a-lago and just forget to come back well i I think he goes to mar-a-lago and says things like the white house was never very nice very low quality not very classy i had i had to go somewhere else because while the while the fake president biden is there i'm not going to stay in a in a place like that that just doesn't have the the kind of amenities i'm used to Mm -hmm. i'm called running porn stars Velour toilet seat covers, Leo fish machines. <laughs> I could go on, you know. I know you could do a whole. I know, you asshole. could do a whole hour of this. <laughs> no, no, I, I would, I would think I would be like by minute thirty-five, I would kill myself. But I, you would, I would enjoy it until then. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so we have the electors. We have three hundred thousand dead today. Yeah, we do. Which is like a pretty grim milestone. We have a whole highway of grim milestones, unfortunately, at this point. And that it, that's that speaks to the degree to which we've kind of become just ground down by this thing. Yeah. I mean, I think, and the other thing that I think is actually really real, which we haven't talked enough about, and I think it's got a real misnomer, but I think a lot of us are really suffering from pandemic fatigue. And no I question. Not you, Rick, obviously. No, no, no. I'm definitely (laughs) suffering from pandemic fatigue. Trust me. I mean, I just think it's dark. I mean, where I am, it's it's getting cold. And I think that, you know, even though there's hope on the horizon, it's very hard for a lot of people to look down Mm -hmm. at the Christmas that's coming and not feel incredibly shitty about it. Yeah, it's true. It's true. It's I mean, there there is there's no doubt that we are a country now desperate to return to some vague kind of normalcy. We're desperate for it. The whole country is desperate for it. 
And we're still a few months out from it. Right. It's still a, a good haul between now and then. We're not we're not there yet by a long shot. Rick Wilson. Yes, Molly. You know what happened this weekend? Yes, the Insel Ab- the Insel Ableitung uh, arrived in DC. <laughs> the brown um, shirt? R- 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 Rick, you got to explain the joke because people. Yeah, didn't I get don't it. even okay. get the joke. In pre and and Nazi Germany, there was an organization that Hitler had called the SA, the Sturmableitung. So brown shirts. No, well, it meant storm unit, and they were the brown shirts, uh, and they were for a while the steel helmets, and then the brown shirts. Uh, you know, a lot of them were. Either World War One vets or wannabe World War One vets. What you saw in D.C. and you've seen it popping up around the country in the last couple of months. The increasing number of of the incel uh, the incel fight club. All these guys from you know the Proud Boys, the Boogaloo's, the various you know the the various you know three percent mafia, whatever the fuck these guys are. Right. You've seen them start to appear more and more, and they were they were in full effect in D.C. this weekend, tearing off. Sharing Black Lives Matter banners off of historically black churches, you know, as the founders intended. I mean, in case you're wondering if they're racist, they're racist. I don't think there are many people who are still wondering about that. Right. But uh, yeah, and look, they, they, they also deliciously, I mean, I was long on popcorn for this one. These guys were also giving speeches like, uh, like uh, Lil Nazi Nick Fuentes. We, yes. We, we fascist Nick Fuentes. Is he very uh, short or is that just I don't even an know what, I don't even know what Heidi is. I just think of him as a small person. Right. Mm. Lil, um, like Lil, Marco. Lil, Lil. Lil Nick Fuentes. He went out and was giving a roaring speech to his, to his various Proud Boy audience members saying, um, it's time to burn down the GOP. I wish you all the best, Nick. You are you are a fine American. I wish you. <laughs> I hope you'll pursue your your dreams and make them real. I do have to say, though, I do love uh, Republican on Republican crime. It's not even crime. It's just pure like hate sex. Yeah, I don't mind that. These guys are just you know they're going to it. You're talking about because this crowd was chanting "Destroy the GOP" this weekend. Oh yeah, they're chanting "Destroy the GOP." These guys want to. Um, because the GOP won't defend Trump and won't go to war and won't start a civil war over Trump, they think that they haven't been loyal enough to the dear leader. And so they're going into this new phase of their lives. And look, Trump even sort of hinted at it himself today in that tweet where he said, oh, Brian Kemp is such a loser, da 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 and uh, he may regret it when two senators aren't elected from Georgia, whatever it was. He said, I don't remember the exact tweet, but he clearly was saying, was saying, that's a nice house you got there. It'd be a shame if you didn't have any fire insurance. And, you know, <laughs> something happened to it. Maybe something in the garage about two in the morning. I mean, it could happen. You could die in a bathtub. So what do you think is going on? Well, look, I, I think that part of this is a hissy fit and part of it is performative horseshit, you know, tweener, tween, tween Nazi drama. I didn't want to go to the prom with the Republican Party anyway. <laughs> <laughs> stupid prom. I'm gonna go with my Canadian girlfriend, who's really far right, and a stupid model. <laughs> but what do you think happens now, Rick Wilson? Look, I think that the schism inside the GOP is accelerating. We saw a member of the GOP from the great state of Michigan leave the party today over this stuff. Can you explain a little more about that? Because I don't even know about that. And I shout out to Paul Mitchell former Republican member of Congress who said I'm done with all the violence or with the, Uh, it's the, it's the, it's the claiming the election was fraudulent. It's the, it's the violence. It's the Trumpism. 
that was not what he represented. So is he still in Congress or is he retired? Because I feel like when retired people do it, it's a little less. He's still in Congress. He's still in Congress. He is indeed retiring. Shouldn't the Lincoln Party start a place for those people to go? It's not a party. It's a super PAC. Right. But if there were such a party as the Lincoln Party, there'd be no party like the Lincoln Party. (laughs) Sell us on it. Because the Lincoln Party, it's lit. (laughs) (laughs) I like how you pivoted from it doesn't exist to... Well, it's purely a hypothetical idea right now. His letter to to the uh, Ronna McDaniel and his letter to Kevin McCarthy was very clear. He he came at this as a conservative, and he said, you know, the conspiracy bullshit, it's got to stop. You're tearing the country apart. The court, you know, the Supreme Court is not here to simply, uh, you know, rubber stamp whatever comes out of Donald Trump's, you know, brain farts du jour. Those weren't his words. Those were mine. (laughs) And he took apart the arguments that Michigan went away from Trump because of cheating. He he walked through and and basically said, you know, you're losing Oakland County. You can't win Oakland. You're losing, you know, you're you're bleeding out in, in Oakland County. You can't bleed out in Wayne, Oakland, and Macomb County in Michigan and win a statewide race, whether you're Donald Trump or not. So anyway, he basically said, you know, that that Trump has become too radical and the things they're doing are too damaging to the country. And a, a lot of our listeners, to put it mildly, are not terribly sympathetic to conservatives. But I, I would encourage you to think hard. This is a guy who was elected from a very conservative part of a pretty conservative state who has taken a bold moral position. And if you want to go back and relitigate every vote he's ever had, okay, that's your prerogative. Or if you think that people, regardless of of their past, should split off from, from a party that is ruled by Donald Trump and that is objectively becoming a authoritarian, fascist authoritarian party, objectively, then you then you might want to you know pat the guy on the back a little bit. You don't have to agree with his policies. He did the right thing right. as an American and as an elected representative. And look, he'll have a hard time winning that seat again. Okay, but really, yeah, he will. Even in two years? Well, hopefully not in two years. They'll probably try to recall him. There'll be a whole bunch of other sh- shenanigans. It's still very early in this in this moment. But the other part of this to remember. He voted with Trump 95% of the time. He was a party line guy. Yeah. And I know there's at least one other member that, who I spoke to today. A member of Congress? Yes, member, another member of Congress. Shall you break some news with us today? I no. cannot break that news yet because um, this person has not made his final final. But I will tell you it's a he, which is not really a, a solving much of your mystery. Since Yeah, uh, I was going to say, <laughs> since all Republican are men. Which, so it's not Liz Cheney? <laughs> well, listen. You got, I mean, again, I'm going to piss off our listeners. Liz Cheney was abundantly clear about this shit last week. Yes. She came right out and said it bluntly. Biden won. This is ridiculous. Stop it. Right. That's I know true. that a lot of our listeners will never, ever, ever forgive her for her last name, but she has been one of the few voices in the Republican Party that has said, not just this time, but, but a few other times, hey, guys, this isn't us. Can I just be devil's advocate for here for one second? I think she has, but how much of that is because she has a lot of power? She has a last name. I mean, like, if you think about McCain, too. But but here's the the thing. Here's the thing. Inside the Republican caucus as it exists today, this was a fatal decision on her part. She will now not be the speaker, even if Kevin McCarthy... Oh, uh, you think so? 
what got whacked by by a train, they will now the Trumpists will now say she's not loyal to Trump, and there is enough of the Republican caucus um, that that will under no circumstances support anyone for a leadership position unless they were 100% on board for Trump at all times. So yeah, once again, if your last name is Cheney and you're not conservative enough for today's GOP, right? That's something. It should tell you that today's GOP is not a conservative party any longer. It's a Trump party. Yeah. Let's pick up on that in the other direction, though. So we're seeing the hardest right of the hard right now saying the GOP has abandoned them. Do we think there's any chance that this Trump party emerges or are they smart enough to know that they need each other? Yeah, that's a really good question, Jesse Cannon. I think that all comes down to Donald Trump himself. So he needs to behave rationally? (laughs) (laughs) Will he behave like a rational person? Sorry, go on. Oh, so many people in D.C. have done that for so long now. I'm almost bored with it. Yeah. Dan Dresner is hilarious. That thing he's tweeted, I don't know, what is it, like a thousand yeah. times now? Four years. <laughs> for five years, like a thousand, whatever it is, many, many thousand times or whatever. It's, you know, I'll believe the president is growing into the job when his mm. aides stop. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. yeah. As to always, you know, I'll believe Trump is going to grow into the job when he um, stops acting like a goddamn psychopath and a bully to everyone all the time. Is it possible that Trump, like that Trump, there's a split between the GOP and Trump? Yes, absolutely. Listen, I can tell you from knowledge, forming a third party that gets on a presidential ballot in this country is really tough. Okay. There are legal, there are legal hurdles that either party will bring up if they feel that that, that a third party will hurt them. Okay. But now if Trump decides to go out and start the Trump party, which I will tell you, I, I could easily see that pathway in their heads, easily see how that would happen. If Trump says, I'm going to start the Trump party, goes out and goes into the states and they spend the, you know, they get the, they, they do the petitions, which in most states was what you have to do. They'll easily have the petitions and they won't get the normal pushback inside of the legislative process or the executive process in states with the Republican governor, because those people will be afraid of pissing Trump off. Or they will be eager little beavers to try to get into the on the ground floor of the Trump party. Right. But, you know, that could be great for Democrats if they split the party. I mean, they'll never win again, ever. Yeah. Uh, well, shh, quiet. Sorry. I mean, it would be great for them. Congratulations. It would, be, it would really prove how strong they are, to, that, how strong they are and how, how much the, lo, the, the liberal shill cuck stooges right. deserve to be punished. Yeah. <laughs> but it does seem to me like they're the rational Republicans. It, it, it seems harder and harder to imagine them ever taking back anything, especially if Trump is going to run again. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I don't disagree with you. I, I think that's exactly what's going to happen. I think that's exactly what Republicans should fear the most. But they can't they can't make themselves process any longer risk factors. They, they can't. They don't understand risk anymore. And, and because what do you they, mean? can you explain that a little more? They cannot wake up in the morning and say, "If I put my dick in this toaster oven and turn it on, it will hurt." <laughs> this is such a, a very good Rick Wilson, as one does. But they can't. No, they they literally cannot process risk. So they say it's a problem a lot of people deal with. I mean, I've made the rattlesnake analogy on the show. I'm not going to make it again. Everybody understands yeah, the rattlesnake analogy. <laughs> Tasteful. Some say elegant. Indeed. The difficulty with understanding what it means to destroy your party is they can't do it. They're either too opportunistic or too cowardly. The ones that understand it intellectually, you know, they they have a plan 
And, and one of the people that understands it, by the way, is Mitch. He has a plan. They all have a plan where they're going to publicly proclaim that they had to do this. They had to, they had to be with Trump. They were with Trump. Trump was great. Trump was the all-knowing, all-seeing, wise and benevolent, you know, orange God. Um, and privately, they're already, a lot of them are already have their press people out pitching stories quietly like, you should ask Congressman Smith about the time he told Mark Meadows, no way, I'll stand against Donald Trump on this issue because I'm so brave. Well, he didn't have to do it, but, you know, they're <laughs> pitching that shit right now like crazy, okay? I always say this, they're going to try to tr run Trumpism through the car wash, and they're going to all try to be the ones who pretend that they were the bold, strong leaders who kept the Republican Party together. And, you know, Trump was just an aberration, and now they're going to fix it, get back to their true calling. But I don't understand... If Trump's going to run again in four years, which he is, which he is, then he is going to be the head of the Republican Party for the next four years. He's going to be the Republican Party head until he dies. Right. You know that, right? So, I do. So those people aren't those people just going to keep sucking up to him. A lot of them will. A lot of them are ambitious. A lot of them are hoping that the actuarial tables and a high cholesterol diet will kill Trump before uh, <laughs> right, the next four years. But even still, wouldn't Junior be the next one? Absolutely. Trump could be on his deathbed and he'll lean down and he'll whisper into 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 Stephen Miller's ear, Don Junior. Right. <laughs> I don't see a world where this is like I mean, Junior's next, man. There's yeah. no way Marco is yeah. next. <laughs> My favorite thing this weekend was Roger Stone on Parlor saying yes. I'm not on Parlor. Somebody tweeted it that that he was gonna run against Rick Scott. Because he knows Ivanka's going to primary little Marco. It's that was like, amazing. Oh, but but you know, but by the way, Ivanka primarying little Marco, like as much as I hate everyone involved, will be amazing. Yeah. Delicious. I mean, delicious, right? Erin Gloria Ryan is a Daily Beast contributor as well as the host of Crooked Media's Hysteria podcast. Recently, you wrote a brilliant, brilliant piece that is like so lyrical and brilliant. And we were hoping you could read all of it or some of it or whatever you feel like. Sure, sure. Well, Molly, I'm not a poet by trade. I'm just a smart ass. But uh, this was my, my first foray into poetry, and I'm really happy with how it turned out. So I'm going to go ahead and read. Well-deserved, I might add. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and read this poem. Oh, the places Ivanka won't go. Go fuck yourself. Today ain't your day. You're out of the White House. You're off and away. You're deposed in D.C. Macy's won't sell your shoes. And if you run for office, you're certain to lose. You're on your own, and you know what you know. And now you've got to figure out where to go. You'll return to Manhattan. It's worse than you fear. At each gala, they'll whisper, get the hell out of here. With your head full of brains and your shoes full of feet, You'll fear spit in your food when you go out to eat. <laughs> and your alma mater, the vaunted UPenn, on their campus, they won't want your face there again. Out there, things can happen and frequently do to people who banked as much bad karma as you. <laughs> to a cruel asshole using her kids for likes while her daddy's locking up little migrant tykes, there's no making up for these things you helped do. Oh, where will you go? I'm sorry to say, but sadly, it's true that in state crimes and local, daddy can't pardon you. So New York State's out. They don't like the vulgarity of a family that steals from a kid cancer charity. Mm -hmm. so how about old Europe? Could you hang with Macron? Nope. 
the leaders there think you're a dummy and con. But I stand up for women, you may insist. Several Chinese patents grip tightly in fist. If you look at approvals, I'm sorry to say, less than one third of women feel that way. Despite all your dithering, you are not able to give more women a seat at the table. In fact, women lost ground under your watch. Your empowerment efforts were nothing but botched. And people your age, sorry, princess, the truth is that 73% of us find you uncouth. Oh, where will you go? You can try South Dakota, far from your troubles legal. Unfortunately, you might have to talk to poor people. And in the Midwest, <laughs> they don't care for whiners unless you like to spend time hanging out in sad diners. Plus, thanks in part to your husband, the dolt in the Dakotas, are a lot of sick folk. Uh, skip the Dakotas, there's a better place. The West Coast, where doctors can maintain your face. Unfortunately, the coastals don't take kindly to fascists, even ones with beautiful, long eyelashes. You will sit in the place in America's hearts between paper cuts and elevator farts. You will try to return. You will want to come back, but you're an unqualified political hack who does interviews in a weird, childish voice and has already said that she's anti-choice. We're all fed up. We're tired of you. We want you to go. We can't wait till you do. We'd like you to leave on a bus or a plane or hop in the mail or get on a train or like the snowflake you are, fly off into snow we do not care where, we just want you to go. Oh, the places you won't go, your career is done, but congrats, first daughter, you had a good run. Maybe magic awaits you on QVC. It's amazing <laughs> the crap they can sell on TV. Because daughter of losery loser who lost, I'm afraid that sometimes bad deeds come with a cost. All alone, whether you like it or not, alone will be something you'll be quite a lot. So the Midwest is out and the West Coast won't take you, but maybe there's one place that will not forsake you. Go to Florida, a place that is surely not sinking. Your neighbor, Tom Brady, stands next door unblinking. An island of rich guys and their tacky wives, an island of only the most mattering lives. No more pretending you care about others. Finally, finally, you'll have all your druthers. You won't have to pretend that you're on vacation the next time your dad endorses Aryan nation. No more boos, no more jeers or electoral defeats. You're finally living among the elites. And back on the mainland where things are not fine, your time in the White House will be a punchline. And will you recede? Yes, you will indeed. 98 and three-fourths percent guaranteed. So, be your name Mick, Hogan Gidley, or Conway, take a walk off a short pier. Please take the long way. You're out of the White House. Today is your day. We don't care where you go. Just get on your way. <laughs> That's great. Excellent. Excellent. That is great. Why is Ivanka so terrible? because <laughs> oh, why do we hate her so much because every single thing you said i thought <laughs> you know i think that at some point in the near future like 10 years from now somebody will write a phd thesis on ivanka's cultural legacy and the reason that she just kind of hit all the wrong notes for so many people i think the issue is if i had to boil it down it's a combination of the fact that she is oblivious in a way that that presents her as a person that is like good in the same degree that she's actually bad like she's sort of it's like worse than the emperor has no clothes it's like it's like the emperor is not only naked and taking clothes away from other people, they believe that they've like started a clothing charity where they're giving clothes away. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's beyond that, it's and and it like it, it really. I always, even before this, I think that 
I was always kind of annoyed by like conference feminism. Yes. Like convention feminism where women wear like pumps the same color as their skin, which is usually white. And uh, they get on a stage and they have a round table about like, you know, start becoming having it all. Yeah, or like becoming a self-made billionaire, like that's somehow uplifting to women just because a woman a woman did it. I've always kind of had a blue collar chip on my shoulder about that, um, and Ivanka just kind of embodies the worst of it. She's sort of like it's like Hallmark feminism, where there's like absolutely no substance behind any of the things that she's saying, and she just kind of wants credit for it anyway. And that it's like worse. I feel like her inaction is. It's worse than doing nothing. It's like the opposite of nothing, but she still thinks she's great. And, and it's just, it's, it's, it's that. It's also the sort of kind of naked desire for her to be seen as an American princess. We literally fought a war so we wouldn't have to live in a monarchy. Um, <laughs> so I, I, I don't, I, it's, it's a whole bunch of things, but I think the main thing is like her kind of thinking that she's helping when really she's hurting. The thing I'm always struck by, and I'm curious to know what you think of this idea, is that Junior is like a working class hero. And Mm -hmm. you touched on this before. And Ivanka is like this ivory tower. I mean, she's not, obviously, but like princess. And they grew up in the same house Mm -hmm. three years apart. But they have like tapped into these totally different socioeconomic fantasies. And I'm just curious to know what you, if you see that and what you think of that and if that's some of why we hate her so much. Yeah, I guess I think it's both of of those like fictions are carefully cultivated and, you know, their dad is a brand more than anything else. So of course he gave birth to three little brands and then like, you know, a couple of kids who uh, you mostly feel sorry for. What's Eric's brand? Stupid? Gums? (laughs) Eric is a little bit more, you know, I think that Eric is smarter than Don Jr., honestly. What? I think, yeah, I think that... This is I the think hottest that, take we've gotten in a while. I know, <laughs> I think he's a little smarter than Don Jr. I also think that he's a little bit of... He's a, he's a bad person. They're all bad people. Yeah. But I think he's a slightly better person than his two older siblings. I think Eric is, like, a little bit... A little bit better. I think his brand is like, I'm a businessman. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> like, he's, he's something that, like... So Don Jr. is, like, a, a guy who you know, goes elk hunting and doesn't know how to sit on a rock. And and Ivanka is like the type of woman that would look up to Ivanka and that I think does look up to Ivanka is one who's several decades older than her. Right. And who lives in a town that doesn't have, you know, any five-star restaurants, but believes herself to be better than everybody else that she's surrounded Mm. with. I think Eric is like the guy that like the number one realtor in Ohio's fourth largest county like fancies himself like an Eric Trump. But he's like, a, he's like um, I think it was a David Cross joke that, that Donald Trump is like a rich guy for like what hobos think rich guys are. Yeah. You know, like Eric Trump is sort of like what, what nobody who's like really a successful businessman would look at Eric Trump and be like, that's a businessman. You yeah. know, and nobody who's really like a successful urban woman would look at Ivanka and be like, I want to be just like her. It's for people that have no fucking idea of what those worlds are. And it's, it's kind of selling fiction. So I think, I think the fiction of it all kind of contributes to it. But, you know, but when I was writing this, I was looking into her Q scores, you know, because every once in a while there'll be like an approval, like, oh, Ivanka's approval rating, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And um, I was looking at like, you know, do people actually like her? And actually the people that like Ivanka, I think she has like a 38% overall approval rating. And among women, it's something like 
29% or something like that. The people that like Ivanka are not Ivanka's target demo. It's like old Fox News watching type people. Right. So I'm not even sure what her audience is because it's like, you know, the people that she's trying to sell this shit to aren't buying. And the people that are buying, she has really nothing to sell to them. I'm not positive, like, what her move is. I don't, I think that she really wants to be, like, a millennial, like, a, an icon. And, you know, she's not. You know, statistically, millennials don't like her. Statistically, people that she would run into at, like, a gala in Manhattan find her repugnant. And women don't like her. So it, it's just, I, I don't know what she's quite going for. It's interesting to hear you talk about the kind of the visceral dislike of her, because I also have that, like, the thing that I always think about is she speaks in this corporate feminist, very white feminist way that is like where she uses all these kind of McKinsey buzzwords like inclusion. And, you know, even you see her Twitter, it's like she's tweeting about like Snap, being able to use Snap at a farmer's market. And like last week, she spent $30 million on 1.64 acres. Like, so it just strikes me as kind of, it, it, it is sort of this amazing world, this sort of white feminism in its worst implications mm -hmm. so you know i'm glad to hear you say that you know i do see that a lot yeah i mean i think like intersectionality has become something that is completely unavoidable and not that it should be avoided but it's like you cannot be a feminist and not have some understanding of how that like intersects with everything else like and to imagine that you can sort of use tweezers to just kind of take out the the pretty pieces that you like and not have to confront anything that makes you uncomfortable and not have to confront anything that points out that you're complicit um, or that you benefit from a system that has caused a lot of pain and suffering is like it's just like it's stupid. And it, and yeah. it's like, and, and, you know, I'm not like a academic, I'm sure like an academic feminist, feminist would have a lot of valuable stuff to say about this. But I understand that like, you know, if you're a white woman and you're a feminist, part of that is having an uncomfortable confrontation with yourself and saying like, okay, the reality is I'm benefiting from this system that is harming people. How do I help elevate these people? How do I help them dismantle it? With the understanding that I might have to step back from some things. And like Ivanka just, I've never seen her, another thing it's like, I've never seen her lend her platform or appear to be trying to open doors or reach down the ladder and help anybody up behind her. It's all completely about her. You know, it's right. not like she's, right, right. you know, it's not like she's opening doors for women. It's not like she's started an office at the White House of like women's economic empowerment that includes several high visibility women that don't look like her. Right. Or even high visibility women at all. Yes, exactly. It's just her. Exactly. Exactly. It's sort of like the, you know, the the one the one woman who gets to be in every action movie it's like she she kind of under she kind of understands the world as like a series of like mostly dude clicks with one chill girl who gets to be part of it and it's just so antithetical to what is necessary for any form of progress Eric you've been covering this horrors of this administration uh, podcasting just like us uh, the things that I've been joking with friends about is um you know, we have stages of grief normally, and now we have a stage of relief. I want to see which uh, stage of relief you're at. 
I think I cycled through the relief stages pretty quickly. Like as soon as it was clear that Biden was going to win, I was like, how can I glass half empty this? How can I figure, you know, I'm, I'm worried about the Senate. I'm worried about progressive goals getting buried in the service of this like invisible made up centrist voter that like owns a speedboat dealership in Iowa or whatever. You know, I'm, oh, I'm worried <laughs> I know, in Iowa, the, you know, Mecca of speedboating. <laughs> I know, I was going to say, I feel like he has bigger problems. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, he's the forgotten man. Everybody's forgotten about the speedboat dealer in Iowa. Um, <laughs> I think that a lot of times there's like this kind of toxic cycle of like uh, media creates a narrative that it's comfortable with repeating and Washington sort of caters to the media rather than serving its constituents. And I'm worried that the Biden administration will try to appease centrists as designed by the media instead of like understanding that you know medicare for all is super popular and it should be a priority getting everybody health care in a real way in a way that eventually gets rid of insurance companies if not right away should be a priority yeah i would like that yeah use it universal child care needs to be a priority like take a look at all the women who have left the workforce during covid needs to be a priority as a person from a rural area we have to have a better rural broadband system we have to have better oh, rural yeah. access to the internet if we're living in a in a society now where people are going to be expected to work or take school remotely people in parts of the country that are not major cities need to have reliable access to uh, the internet. I also think that, you know, prioritizing women's health is really important. The Trump administration really quietly chipped away at Roe v. Wade in such an insidious way that women now have like less access to birth control options. And I'm in the stage of relief where I'm like worrying about all the ways that I'll be let down. I am still mm. like excited about the things that that happened. Um, I'm excited you know, about some of the, you know, I live in Los Angeles. I'm excited about um, some local stuff that's going on. Like we replaced our DA with like a, a prog- uh, like an actual progressive, which is cool. But I'm, I'm just worried that on a national scale, the federal government will be like too clunky to respond to the fact that people's values have, have been shifting towards something that's more progressive um, than maybe the media and like the Washington establishment wants to admit. This was great, Aaron. Yes. Thanks for having me, guys. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. 
This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, there's something I've really been needing to get off of my chest lately, which is that everyone and their mother should listen to the Andre 3000 album because it lifts my spirits on a regular basis, 1000%. We all carry around different problems, big and small. And let's be honest, when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. That's where therapy comes in. It's like this safe space where you can unload all those burdens and start figuring out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Therapy can make a difference. I know this from firsthand experience, and it's not just for those who've experienced major trauma. It's for anyone who wants to improve their mental well-being. Therapy can help you learn coping skills. It can teach you how to set better boundaries, and it can make you be a better version of yourself. If you're considering therapy, why not give BetterHelp a try? It's entirely online, which means it's convenient, flexible, and fits into your schedule seamlessly. Plus, getting started is as easy as filling out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. And the best part, you can switch therapists anytime at no additional charge. So why wait? Take that first step towards a happier, healthier you with BetterHelp. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash the new abnormal today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, Dot com slash the new abnormal. Before we get into things, we have a fun little treat. There are so many insane things happening in the world right now, and two episodes a week just aren't enough to cover it all. So, The New Abnormal is going to release a limited-run series of bonus interviews over the next few weeks for Beast Inside members only. We'll release a new one each Sunday, but listen carefully. Only Beast Inside members will have access to these. So, head over to thenewabnormal.thedailybeast.com to become a Beast Inside member now. That's newabnormal.thedailybeast.com. Rick Wilson, as we were taping this, we found out (laughs) Phil Barr, the uh, Huckleberry Hound of the uh, AG's office. He will be with us no longer. He's gone. He's going to go to a farm upstate where he can run and run and run. Could you, Poor Bill Barr. Can we end fired by tweet yet again, or not fired by tweet, resigned by tweet? What do you think happened there? And also, can you just give me a little bit? I'm a little worried that we're all that Trump is going to now like overturn the election and declare martial law. Well, look, I, you know, Bill Barr had resisted in the last couple of weeks some of the more absurd, and so you know, if fire begins to rain from the sky later tonight as he begins to nuke Antifa-held cities just to protect them. Um, we should really be surprised. You're not making me feel better. I wanted a little bit of like Rick Wilson, like, you know, it's going to be okay. Molly. Yes. It's not going to be okay. Rick! (laughs) No, look, the fuckery level can now be increased dramatically. Now I will give you a little bit of it's okay. There's no one who's going to go in. Oh my God, he could put Eric in there tomorrow. (laughs) Shut up. Acting Attorney General Eric. Trump. You are the worst. <laughs> so you're saying there's a chance? <laughs> you, would one might say he might gum up the works a little? Oh! <laughs> Eric Trump gum jokes are my jurisdiction, but I'll let you have that one. I'm, so, I'm, so, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to steal the bit. <laughs> That's all right. You know, Rudy Rudy could still be in there. I was AG finally for a month. It was, it was I, I could have been there longer. I could have done better. Oh my God. That could actually happen, right? It could actually happen. That would and be unbelievable. In this world, I would believe it. Yeah. When you say the words unbelievable when it comes to this administration, 
after four long years, I believe any fuckery, any shit is possible. And so... But you think Trump will leave? Look, I think Trump will leave because he's going to go out that day and have a big freaking Trump rally. Right. He's going to announce for 2024. Yeah. And he's going to demand that... Demand that uh, Ted Cruz and Marco and Josh and Tom Cotton and all, all the rest. You better come to my rally or you're going to, or I'm going to say, I'm going to tweet bad things about you. It's true. You know, I, I mean, these guys have sworn basically a vow of abnegation and chastity for the longest time. Yeah. And, and it's, it, you know, once you're broken to Trump, okay, once he breaks you, he wants you to stay broken. Right. That is true. Once he breaks you, he wants you to be a permanent part of his afterlife as servants. Like he's some sort of Egyptian God. He's buried right. with his cats and his, and his, and his housekeeper and his doorman. And <laughs> that seems very likely to me. You're going with Donald to the afterlife. Shut up. Be grateful. <laughs> that seems very likely to me that he, that it's almost more appealing to hold the entire Republican party hostage and make money. And also he can keep the money he raises now, right? That's correct. In That's a way correct. that he, he couldn't he, when he was president. Right. He's going to keep all the dollars. And remember, he controls the Republican party. Right. He kept Rona in there because um, she won't do a damn thing without his permission. Yeah, she's pretty sick I mean, of that. She wouldn't that. change out that carpet on the fourth floor without his permission, and it's been janky since like the eighties. <laughs> but nothing, nothing, and I mean nothing, is going to stop Donald Trump from ripping off this this party until the last dog dies. Right. He will steal. Until there is nothing left to steal, they will have sold off the wall fixtures at the RNC by the time he. <laughs> That's kind of fun. Rick Wilson. Yes, Molly Drunkfest. We have our one segment now. Oh, but we're getting a new segment. We are getting a new segment, everybody. But nobody knows what it is. New Year, New Year treat. New Year, segment new segment. New year. Gonna involve fuckery. It's called Stephen Miller After Dark. No, it's Molly not. And I will be telling a long-running, collaborative, erotic story uh, about You're Stephen Miller. <laughs> Literally, his, no one his, wants that. His reptile fetish. Oh Jesus Christ! All right, continue. Who is your fuck that guy? Well, my fuck that guy is, of course, Stephen Miller. Wait. First off, we're almost done with Stephen Miller in the White well, House for now. And for now, for now, until he runs for president. In I feel like 20, he's running for 20, Congress. Congressional seat in Missouri. Is that where he's from? No, but I just, I see him as like a Veep character, right? Okay. All right. Oh, I'm sorry. I was, I was having a moment where I was like, is this real? Is this no, happening? none of this is I ever real. California. Yeah, he's from California. Santa Monica. Hence, Santa Monica Goebbels. Yes. But I will say, his entire game on Fox today of telling the audience of, of millions and millions and millions of Trump Republican Party viewers that it was only a matter of time before the alternate slate of electors. Yeah. <laughs> were going to establish the victory. Yes. <laughs> it's really so dumb. Yeah, it was really, it, it combined dumb and malicious. Yeah. Dumbicious, if you will. Delicious, yes. Dumbicious. 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 My fuck that guy, you want to know who my fuck that guy is? Tell me your fuck that guy. It's the editor of the Wall Street Journal opinion page. Fuck him. I'm being... Yeah, that this weekend they ran a piece. I actually wrote a piece that's in the Beast right now. You can read it about this. But the Wall Street Journal editorial page, it was a Jill Biden kiddo written by a guy who had been an adjunct at Northwestern. 
criticizing the fact that she uses the term doctor. She's a, you know, a a college teacher. So a lot of college teachers are called doctors. Criticizing that and then also saying lots of snobbery and a lot of real disgusting classism against community college, which, as we know, community college is one of the great things in America because we have a way to go to college for not a lot of money and a way to get into four-year colleges for a lot of people. And it's a very wonderful thing. And So uh, fuck you, Wall Street Journal editorial page, uh, just a lot. And by the way, it's not even the worst op-ed they did. You know, they had uh, Mike Pence, head of the coronavirus task force. Oh, yes. Mike spent so many long nights in the lab. Right. Musing about mm. how the, there was no second wave. That was 175,000 people ago dead. So Wall Street Journal opinion page, go fuck yourself. On that note, we'll wrap up this episode of The New Abnormal from The Daily Beast. In future episodes, we'll be talking with smart folks from The Daily Beast and beyond from media, culture, politics, and science who will help us understand what's happening to our country and the world. We hope you'll subscribe to us on your favorite podcast app and share the show on social media. We're just getting started and don't want you to miss an episode. If you'd like to follow us on Twitter, I'm Molly Jongfast, and he's The Rick Wilson. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you again on the next episode.